You are listening to KaneCast, a podcast that provides commentary on the economy and financial markets by the Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management Team. Hello, this is Jordan Greenhouse, Managing Director with Kane Anderson Rudnick. And with me today, I have Doug Foreman, Chief Investment Officer, to discuss the first quarter of 2020's market review and outlook. Doug, first off, thank you for taking the time today to discuss the first quarter of 2020, and I trust you and your family are safe and sound in this unique environment. Doug, can you take our listeners through some of the major market impacts for the first quarter of 2020, especially as we approach mid-February and the COVID-19 pandemic began to take hold? Well, the first quarter started off very sound and very good. Uh, Equities were up uh, uh, mid to high single digits uh, through the first couple of months of the year. Um, obviously, COVID-19 started to have an impact on the Chinese market in particular where the virus started. And uh, uh, China went into a lockdown period. And the assumption was that it wasn't going to spread to the rest of the world at that particular point in time because of the uh, aggressive actions taken by the Chinese and, and many people, ourselves included, not really understanding what this virus was capable of in terms of uh, contagion. Uh, once, however, it hit Korea and Italy, then it became very clear to investors and ourselves that uh, this uh, had the potential was to spread uh, dramatically and become a global pandemic, which it's clearly done. So the first quarter really ended up being all about this virus. And this virus has taken stocks down significantly in the first quarter uh, and has thrown the economy essentially into a standstill and a recession by, by any stretch of the imagination. So we entered a bear market in the first quarter. Um, stocks were down um, 19.6% for the quarter. Small stocks were down even more, over slightly over 30% for the quarter. Um, and bonds rallied dramatically as yields fell because of the slowing in business conditions. So, you know, first quarter, it's clear that we're now in a lockdown period. It's clear that uh, we're in a recession and probably a global recession at that and all due to these health concerns. So those health concerns and health issues have turned into economic concerns about small businesses. So that's the bad news. Uh, The good news is that policymakers, both the Federal Reserve and the politicians of fiscal policies have kicked into gear and attempted to at least offset some of this dramatic uh, slowdown and recession that we've seen now in the U.S. So that's basically what the first quarter was all about. From an investment perspective, how is KAR looking at the overall market environment? Well, uh, as many of you know, we always tend to focus on companies that have sound balance sheets, good cash flow, strong competitive protection in their businesses, and uh, generate enough uh, positive cash flow to uh, go through difficult time periods. And so this period is no exception. Our companies, uh, we always make sure, have adequate financial resources to operate uh, in a recessionary environment for an extended period of time. Uh, Many of our smaller companies obviously do have somewhat finite resources, but uh, many of them will hold up very, very well and have been holding up very well. And as you get into bigger cap companies, even with no revenue in some of these companies, companies have more than adequate liquidity, at least the ones that we own, to make it through a a period of, you know, maybe three to six months of this uh, shutdown that we're enduring. Um, if it goes on longer than that, you know, a year or two, then obviously all bets are off. But uh, I don't think anybody at this point in time is looking for that to have happen. So we're just making sure that uh, our companies are sound and have adequate liquidity and financial resources to bridge this gap um, 
and eventually people will start getting back to more normal. It'll take some time, uh, admittedly, but uh, once they do, we feel like our companies will still be well positioned to benefit on the other side of this when that happens. Doug, unlike the financial crisis of 2008-2009 or other market downturns, we are seeing an essential standstill across many different industries. Can you provide your insights into how, from an investment perspective, you and the firm are looking at this? Well, the key is balance sheet strength. Obviously, investors focus, ourselves included, have moved from the income statement to the balance sheet. So it's not so much about what you're earning these days because most companies are don't have any revenues, uh, particularly if you're in the travel or travel-related industries, which have been hit really hard, whether you're a cruise ship or an airline, et cetera. I mean, their businesses are almost non-existent today. So we're making sure that the balance sheets that the companies have that we're invested in, we know that the earnings visibility is very poor and very uncertain short-term this quarter and probably next quarter and maybe throughout 2020. Um, however, we want to make sure that the balance sheets and cash flows are sound and the business is still competitively protected. That's probably the most important thing. And one of the interesting things about this down, particular downturn is that uh, there isn't a lot of structural change that will probably occur as a result of this recession. Unlike 2007 or eight or many, or even the 2000, 2001 market meltdown with the dot-com era, um, it's difficult to blame some particular industry for the for the health uh, virus scare that uh, that we're currently in. Uh, so it wasn't really anybody's fault. It wasn't a bad actor's fault. Uh, although um, some are attempting to buy, blame foreign countries, uh, it's really not even probably their fault, uh, per, uh, particularly. So, you know, I think that. Um, you're not going to see a lot of structural regulation or new regulation introduced to, to punish bad actors because there simply hasn't been many uh, in this environment. And I think that uh, also gives us some assurances that the businesses that we own going into this that we thought were sound structurally and going to grow secularly over time are still going to be uh, in that type of situation when we come out the other side of that of this, whenever that is. Doug, the topic of debt has been something you've spoken about in previous market commentaries. How does this factor in what the firm is looking at and how they're thinking about debt on a corporate balance sheet? Uh, a total amount of debt in a company is always absolutely critical, particularly relative to its capital structure and cash flow. So we've always focused on uh, owning companies with low levels of debt. Many of our holdings have no debt at all, uh, and that's really what we prefer. Debt stays with you forever uh, until you pay it off, and uh, earnings can come and go depending on the economic environment, as we're seeing today. Um, but that leverage is very important, and so we've always tried to stay in le- under-leveraged positions and not over-leveraged positions. And what you've seen coming into this recession, really until last week, there was a little bit of a rally in many of the debt-laden companies. But companies with a lot of debt have been punished severely in this recession, as they usually are going into a recession. So when you have a lot of debt um, and and your earnings start to evaporate and you can't service your debt, you've got bankruptcy risk. And we've always tried to avoid that at all costs. And I think for the most part, we've been very successful in doing that uh, and hopefully we will continue to. So debt is always key. Good times or bad times, we do focus on that. And we do want to own under leverage situations in all of our portfolios at Kane Anderson Rudnick. Lastly, looking forward, what opportunities or challenges is Kane Anderson Rudnick seeing as we move through 2020? The biggest thing is just making sure that we own structurally sound businesses that are going to come out the other side of this in good, competitively well-positioned um, 
areas in, in their business activities. And business will get back to normal at some point in time. And normal may change a little bit in some industries. I'm sure people are going to be hesitant to jump on an airplane or certainly a cruise ship anytime soon. So it's going to take some time, just like it did after 9-11 or other major disruptions um, in, in, in consumer psychology. It takes a while to restore that confidence and get people back to more normal. But I do believe that will happen over time. I don't think people will permanently change their habits. Maybe a few will, but most won't. And people will travel again. People will um, get on cruise ships again, even at some point in time, although it's going to take time for this to, to happen. So our job is just to make sure that, you know, uh, whatever happens on the other side of this, that we've invested in the right businesses and continue to own the right businesses that can prosper in whatever economic environment we end up on the other side of this. So we're very fundamentally bottom-up based. We pay tremendous attention to what's actually happening in the company's fundamentals and fundamental progress. And we try to make sure that we're on top of that. And this is always the case. But when you go through periods of heightened uncertainty in the short run, which we clearly are in right now and not clear how long that's going to last, um, you know, we just want to make sure that over the long haul, over the next three to five years, that we own the right businesses and right companies that can prosper going forward. And really, that's our, our long-term orientation has always been our greatest strength. And in periods like this, it's when it really pays off to focus on the longer term and make sure that you've got the right businesses over time because everything's uncertain short-term. Every business is questionable short-term in terms of what they're going to earn next quarter, et cetera. Um, but you know, if you can keep in mind and stay with it and, and look at an investment, an equity investment program as a long-term um, investment, that which we do over a three to five year period, then that's really where the focus needs to always be. And in periods like this, it's really important that we stay that way and we will. So we thank you for your trust and confidence in, uh, in us and uh, we'll hope to continue to do a good job managing our assets. Thank you very much. Doug, thank you again for your time and insights that you've always provided our KaneCast listeners. To all those listening, we trust you and your families are safe and sound. Thank you. KaneCast is the official podcast series of Kane Anderson Rudnick Investment Management. This material is provided as a matter of general information and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast or research. The opinions expressed therein are those of speakers and not necessarily the opinions of KAR or its affiliates, are current as of the date and time of the recording, and are subject to change at any time due to changes in market or economic conditions. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by KAR to be reliable and not necessarily all-inclusive. KAR does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of this information. This communication should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any security. Individuals should consult with a qualified financial professional before making any investment decisions. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. To the extent any performance is discussed, past performance is not indicative of future results.